And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. Do you know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CP Red Eye. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. All across the USA and around the planet, we are Red Eye Radio. I'm Gary McNamara. He's Eric Harley. Good morning. Wow, just uh, sad to hear about this. Uh, in the news this morning, uh, Mary Lou Retton in critical condition right now. The the great USA gymnast. What, she won five gold medals, I believe? Mm. Yeah. In the one Olympics. I yeah. It was 84. According to her family, she has a rare form of pneumonia. Uh, she cannot breathe on her own, and she's in uh, ICU. And so uh, they did not expand on anything else. We really don't know much more than that. Uh, but uh, hoping and praying she's able to pull out of this. We don't know if this, you know, came from, you know, any any other illness that led to pneumonia or this rare form of pneumonia. But saying she's not able to breathe on her own. Um, it it reminds me of a situation, a friend of mine uh, who had pneumonia and then they found out this was early in 2020 and they found out uh, that ultimately it was COVID. And so the treatment kind of changed for him on the fly, but there's no, nothing from the family that indicates that this is related to any COVID, at least so far. They're saying it's a rare form of pneumonia. I mean, she was so big in 84. Oh, and yeah. I remember exactly oh, yeah. where I remember yeah. where I was watching yeah. her and I was living in Navarre, Florida on the beach mm-hmm. and watching it on TV. And I mean, that that L.A. Olympics was so huge. Yeah, it was so incredibly huge. And she just it, it just wasn't in the United States. You know, she was just adored throughout the entire world. Yeah. At that time. Right. I don't want to. I, I put in past tense that she was adored. She's still alive. I'm yeah. Clear there. But yeah, she won the. Uh, let me see. Uh, she won a bunch of medals. Mm. 
I'm trying to think of what she won. One, two, three, four. Is it five? I can't figure it out. I can't figure out the scorecard here uh, from the 84 Olympics, but mm. she won four or five of them uh, uh, back then. And then, you know, she just remained, you know, you just, thing is, I, did she do a dentine commercial? I, I don't she, remember. I think she did a dentine commercial. Yeah. Because it was just, you know, she's <laughs> she's got those great teeth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a, a really great smile. That was indicative of her of her spirit, you know, when she was young and even, you know, here more recently. That spirit did not go away. And what's interesting no, that is that smile never went in, away. In yeah, 84, that, you know, I mean, she was in the media all over the media because of her great accomplishments and that but that smile that spirit is still there today uh her family saying also that uh she does not have insurance they set up um a, an account where people can actually make donations to to help her pay for the cost of this care and they say she's been in ICU for a matter of days um this account that's been set up so far, uh, this was as of uh, this morning, just a few hours ago, over $120,000 has been donated so far to help pay for this for the care. But, yeah, five medals. Did, did she run into financial total. problems at some time? I know she got divorced a few yeah, years ago. Yeah, I don't ago. know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I did. Yeah, she, but she doesn't have insurance. So yeah, she got divorced in 2018. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Uh, in recent years, on Dancing with the Stars, she did a Dairy Queen commercial, uh, commercial for uh, Colonial Pen Life Insurance Company, and during the George H. W. Bush administration. Served as an advisor to the President's Council on Physical Fitness. I saw that yesterday. Whatever happened to that? Did they just give up? (laughs) I think people quit showing up. You know, the interest kind of went away. Remember the number of commercials? I remember there was a kid Mm -hmm. walking around constantly. The President's Council on Physical Fitness. Yeah. You know, is there still one today? They don't market it a lot. I don't know. I think that. The war on drugs had a better chance of ever working than the President's Council on Physical Fitness. <laughs> the President's Council on Physical Fitness does not endorse quiet quitting. Yeah. Uh, by the way, she was a Republican. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Was a Reagan supporter and... uh uh, delivered the Pledge of Allegiance at the 2004 Republican National Convention. So yeah. That's all they have on Wikipedia. On her. So yeah, keep her in your we thoughts hope, and yeah, prayers. Yeah, we hope she recovers. I hope she recovers. I mean, it's yeah. just, that's so sad to hear that. Yeah, again, a rare form of pneumonia, and that's all her daughter is saying uh, in this statement and, and, of course, asking for financial help and donations. 
hopefully recovers. Yeah. Uh, in uh, in in other news, I mean, it was just, and you said it to start the show. Yesterday was really the day, and a number of people mirrored, but in a different way, what you said. Mm. There really is no middle ground here. There isn't with that what going on when it came out that, you know, the that one small area that forty babies were killed. Uh, many of them in front of their parents mm. and decapitated the babies. That was it at that point. There's no way. There's, I mean, I, and they, they still will. And as you said, it will, it will separate. I think even Charles Cook wrote, mm. wrote it. The normal people from the freaks, mm. as he put it in National Review. Yeah. Uh, that. There's just, you cannot justify it. Well, that's it. There is, again, this is the the very clear line between radicals and everybody else on the planet. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed, bargain hunting is back. I mean, bargain hunting's always been around. We always love a great deal. But man, everywhere you look, people are bargain hunting you know there's so many great ways to find great deals hey i have a great find in your bargain hunting journey book online at motel6.com use the code cp red eye to get 15 percent off your stay at motel 6 or studio 6 with almost 1500 locations across the country there's almost always a motel 6 or studio 6 nearby and truck parking is available at most locations enjoy a clean comfortable room at a price that's a real bargain when you use the code cp red eye that's the letters cp red eye all one word for 15 percent off your stay at motel6.com that is a bargain that's just something i've noticed brought to you by motel 6 Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. I mean, this was uncomfortable yesterday. This is Democratic Representative Rashida Tlaib mm. being followed by a Fox News reporter. I think it's Jackie Heinrich. It looks like her. I don't have a, uh, the video for some reason isn't extremely clear because the camera's moving. Mm. <laughs> but uh, uh, here it is as she, and this is about a minute long, and they keep walking down hallways. And I'm wondering, where's she going? Because it looks like. You're walking down a hallway where there's offices, and then you're walking down a hallway where you expect to, okay, there's going to be the auxiliary electric room over here, and that's the janitor's room over there. Mm-hmm. It's like, is she just trying to run away? But it's really, really uncomfortable yeah. to watch this. We'll let you listen to it here. Terrorists have um, cut off babies' heads and burned children alive. Do you support Israel's rights to defend themselves against the brutality? We're just going to go through it here. You can't comment about Hamas terrorists chopping off babies' heads. Congresswoman, do you have a comment on Hamas terrorists chopping off babies'
say about Hamas terrorists popping out babies' heads? It's Do you one. condone what Hamas has done, chopping off babies' heads, burning children alive, raping women in the street? You have no comment about children's heads being chopped off? Congressman, why do you have a Palestinian flag outside your office if you do not condone what Hamas terrorists have done to Israel? Okay, and finally goes into an elevator that says members only. Yeah. But, I mean, they walked down a ton of different hallways. She's running from this. Unbelievable. The interesting thing is somebody who has, like uh, Representative Tlaib, who has said extremely controversial and radical things and has no problem opening her mouth on anything is completely and totally silenced. That's what yesterday brought. Yep. That news that happened. Yep. And that's why it changed. I agree with you. I think it changed everything. It changed how people are looking right now at the whole six billion plus the fact that Biden decided, as Trump did, Trump uh, Trump uh, decided uh, to enforce the oil embargo, mm-hmm. to create the oil embargo and, and enforce it. And the oil embargo is still in effect. And Biden just said, nope, not going to enforce it. All that money has been going to Iran. Yep. Which. There's here's the thing. There's no debate on it. There's no debate that Hamas. No. And let's actually look at the debate from the White House, what their mm. talking point is, right. because there there is no doubt the the White House in their national security analysis that recently came out, as was reported by a number of media outlets two days ago. Said this is the analysis of the White House mm-hmm. that Iran supports Hamas. Yep. They know that it's hundreds of millions of dollars. It's at least $100 million uh, a year. We know that they had a lot less money to use when Trump was president because he enforced the embargo. Obama didn't. And they have reaped tens of billions of dollars because of that. And so now the question is, well, what about this $6 billion that was frozen in oil funds? Mm Mm-hmm. It was frozen uh, because of their attack on Americans. Right. Well, okay, we'll get our hostages back. We'll pay a ransom, you know, to to get it. And now they're on the point, well, not one dollar of that. And you had, and we'll get to it coming up here because you had Brett Baer. You had James Rosen yesterday. You had, uh, uh, oh, I can't think of the uh, the, the name of the, uh, Matt Lee from Associated mm-hmm. Press at the State Department saying the same thing. That's not the point. Right. The point is... Money is fungible, and they keep repeating the same talking point over and over and over again. And I think it changes yesterday when Americans look at this and go, what the hell are you hiding? Right. Are you giving money? Do you know that they're doing this and you're giving money to them? Right. Well, of course we know. We've known for the longest time. We've known, I don't know, most of us have known almost for 50 years that Iran's been involved in terrorism. Well, and then you have John Kirby out there. Uh, and the more he talks, by the way, the more he sounds like William H. Macy in Fargo. Wow. I mean, his demeanor and denial of the facts is is almost right out of that that movie. It's weird because now when I hear him, because I heard him on the radio the other day, and it was the first time that it hit me. My gosh, he's doing William H. Macy. 
well, you know, we we don't really have any. They don't have access to the money there, you know. So there's nothing we can do about it. And he's doing this in this dismissive, bizarre tone and sounds like he's a defense lawyer for Iran and Hamas. The Biden administration right now is a propaganda arm of the Iranian government. Yep. As we stated yesterday, we'll state again today the same thing. Tell us where we're wrong. Because the argument they're trying to make, they're not debating the fact that with Biden lifting the embargo, that that money isn't being used for no. terrorism. Their only point is we don't, of that $6 billion, not one cent has gone to Iran yet. Well, that's not the question we're asking. The question we're asking is it's fungible. So if they know they're getting these funds, they can use other funds to do it. Plus all the oil money that they've gotten. We, they have not taken one cent of these $6 billion. They keep to You're the same ignoring. talking point, and the only conclusion you can come to if you're an independent is, my God, they know. They know they've been funding terrorism, yeah, and they've been funding Hamas, and Americans have been killed yep. and are now hostages yep. to Hamas, and in all likelihood, I hope I'm wrong, but knowing the history of Hamas, they won't survive. No. This is and, and and this is so far from over. So far from over. Uh in the last hour or so, uh reports that uh Israeli troops uh now building in larger numbers along the border uh and and that is of course when when the Israelis say they're going to do something, they're going to do it, they're gonna do it thoroughly and they don't they don't care about what the global media thinks about them they don't care they don't have embedded reporters that they're going to be concerned about they don't walk on eggshells because they're fighting for their existence every american should be concerned in the same way because if they're willing to do this to israel and they have the funding from iran that is clearly not going to be cut off by this administration how far will they go Eight six six ninety red eye This morning's USDA Farm Report is brought to you by Howe's Products. Tested, trusted, guaranteed since 1920. What was left of Tropical Storm Philippe found its way via precipitation in the Northeast and the Canadian Maritimes. The remnants of Philippe moved across Maine with some two to four inch rainfall totals. We also saw some similar amounts of rain across eastern New York and western Vermont. And USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey reminds us much of the Northeast has received heavy precipitation since July, including Tropical Storm Lee dropping several inches of rain in the region last month. A cold front interacting behind Philippe resulted in the nation's first freeze event. Across roughly the northern half of the plains and into parts of the western Corn Belt, the coldest air moving into the plains on October 6th and 7th. And then as we headed into the holiday weekend, we saw some of that cold air and some scattered frost and freezes moving on into the Midwest and the Northeast. He adds with a faster maturity pace for summer crops, no significant freeze impacts are expected in the region. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. This report brought to you by Cenex Fuels and Lubes. Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio.
It's Friday Radio. He's Sarah Carney, and I'm Gary McNamara. How do we know things have changed? Here are mm. the Democrats. This is Senator Ed Markey and Elizabeth Warren Yeah, holding a pro-Israel rally. Yeah. Now, listen to this. There must be a de-escalation of the current violence. The United States should... This is not what they want to hear, because what that implies is Israel should stand down. That's what they're saying. Yep. No, Israel has, I believe, an obligation to their citizens to defend themselves. Call me crazy. That's what changed yesterday. Yep, And I think that not that the brutality wasn't uh, enough, the murderous brutality, but when the story came out, there are just, you know what it's like on the death penalty, mm. where people say, I'm not for the death penalty, point. unless you kill yeah. a child, well, right. then you are for then the death you're, penalty. Then you're pro-death penalty. Yeah, you are pro-death penalty. You just have... You, just, you would but, apply it to certain right. uh, convictions, but right. in, in, in this case... Uh, no, I, I think I think that's exactly what it is, because we're not talking in the abstract. Well, what what should they do? How do they live peacefully? All that is over. It's gone. It's over. Yep. And Israel is not done. They're just getting started in their retaliation. And I hope they end Hamas once and for all. If you don't listen nightly, Red Eye Radio. And he's Eric Carly, and I'm Gary McNamara. Uh, good morning. Uh, thanks for uh, being here. I want to play some uh, audio cuts here because I actually consider all these audio cuts as sort of the audio cuts of the day just because mm-hmm. it, it shows the, uh, the the tone and temper of the media uh, uh, right now. And, and as we know, the last couple of days, you know, they've been playing this uh, little game uh, the administration has with the $6 billion. Mm-hmm. And after the news yesterday, I mean, it, we there was no, enough murderous brutality, and then the story came out about the babies being decapitated, some in front of their parents. Yeah. And that changed really everything, because now when the media wishes to know, the oil money, <clears throat> that's been helping terrorists. Yep. Not just the $6 billion yeah. that we're talking about, but the, the whole oil money and this money that you gave them, especially after you have taken off the enforcement of the oil embargo. Mm-hmm. That And they've got the numbers. I mean, that they, I think uh, I forgot which one. I think it's Brett Baer brings the numbers out uh, uh, here. Mm. And I think they've I think it's sort of indicative of where the public is. Don't gaslight me. Don't give me the minutiae. Don't give me technicalities. Right. Yeah, quit walking are, around are, the answers. Are, are we in yeah. the United States, and is this administration, by the policies that they've enacted, are they financing terrorism that got Americans killed? And the more you play around that, 
the more negative it is. And you could hear it. You could hear it, number one, in Brett Baer. I don't think. Maybe he has. I personally have never heard Brett Baer interrupt anybody once. Mm -hmm. But here with John Kirby, multiple times, uh, he does. Here's the first audio cut. There's a lot of talk about the $6 billion and the American hostage exchange. I heard you also say that it can be frozen at any time. Why isn't this the time to freeze that? Uh, I don't have any policy decisions with respect to that to, to speak to you today, Brett. Uh, the, I, I think it's important for people to remember that not a single dinar uh, of that of those funds has gone into Iran. Not one. Not not any. No, nothing's been allocated out of that fund. Yeah, John, uh, and we're going to watch this. Block. Money's fungible. You get six billion dollars over here for humanitarian and food. So then you can move money someplace else. And then you have the the not enforcing sanctions that allows Iran to cash in on its its oil around the world. Brett, I, Brett, with all due respect, I just got to push back on you there. We, it's not that we're not enforcing sanctions. We have been enforcing them. As a matter of fact, we've added sanctions. We've we've sanctioned 400 entities in Iran just in the beginning of this administration, let alone the sanctions that came before us. And as for the fungibility, uh, again, that money was never going to be tapped by the Iranian regime. They were never going to see it themselves. It was always going to go to vendors that we approved to go to buy humanitarian assistance and me medical and food to get to the directly to the Iranian people. They, the regime was never going to see that or feel that, and they haven't asked for it. And the other thing I'll say, Brad, just before we get off this topic. No, is, no, John, I want to just push back like, on, on one thing. You said that the sanctions are being uh, enforced. The Iranian exports of oil to China, 2020, 6.6 .6 billion. 2021, 23.1 billion. 2022, 30 billion dollars. So how is that enforcing the sanctions on Iran? We're mindful that uh, Iranian oil is still on the market, and it is a global market. That, but, I mean, uh, that's the, a lot the, of money, supply, right? Supply and demand have to be balanced. But I'm supply <laughs> and, demand and demand have to be balanced. We have to talk about economic <laughs> principles. What the hell did that even mean when it came to sanctions? I think what he was saying is, since we since we wish to stop fossil fuel production in the United States until still keep gas prices low, mm -hmm. we need to have the Iranian oil on the world market to keep oil down. Right. We're not really concerned, and, by the way, about uh, right. climate change, because if we were, then we wouldn't we wouldn't buy any oil at all, because that's the, been the game. There, this, this entire thing is a charade from top to bottom. And what he's saying is, well, we're not concerned about dead babies as much as we are about keeping gas prices low and this fake charade of climate change. Right. We don't care about the money being used for terrorist activities that killed Americans. Mm -hmm. We care about keeping gas prices low and at the same time ensuring that we can decrease the amount, uh, however we can federally, of the amount of fossil fuels that we produce here. That's the truth. Now, wow. Second interview. Wow. James Rosen from uh, from uh, Newsmax mm. on with John Kirby. Here we go. I didn't ask you if the support is unwavering, rock solid. I asked specifically, is President Biden committed to supporting Israel in its campaign against Hamas for as long as it takes? And you understand that I'm using that phrasing because it is the very phrasing that the president has used uh, with President Zelensky in Ukraine. Does does Prime Minister Netanyahu receive that same assurance? 
I think Prime Minister Netanyahu knows very well, based on the conversations he's had with the president in just the last uh, day or so, how strongly President Biden in the United States and this administration stands with, with Israel. So twice, in effect, uh, the spokesman for the National Security Council declined to extend to Prime Minister Netanyahu the same open-ended assurances as long as it takes that President Zelensky has received from the United States in the Russia-Ukraine war. There you go. Uh, and by the way, he never even answered the question. No. That, uh, that uh, second time. And there's one more audio cut that I want to play, and this comes, uh, this is the Associated Press uh, reporter, uh, Matt Lee, and uh, this is, uh, hang on here, I just want to get to it. And uh, this is, uh, he is with the uh, State Department spokesperson. And mm. I've got it here somewhere. Mm. <laughs> uh, all right, I can't find it here at the moment. Mm. Okay, I had it um, here, but the, they, they go through the same thing. It's the same thing over and over again as they keep using that same talking point. Here, I found it here. This is uh, uh, Associated Press Matt Lee with State Department spokesperson Matt Miller. Here we go. Yes, maybe that specific dollar with that serial note, uh, the serial number, uh, or that euro with that serial number on it can't be used to fund terrorism. But the fact of the matter is, and you guys know this, is that it allows or it frees up money that Iran has already inside its own country to use for other things, so they don't have to spend that money on so these let me, non-sanctioned items. Let me say two things about that. One, the reason I read this exact quote is I have heard a, number, a, a, a fair bit of criticism about this money, including from the person who said this in November of 2018, and I thought it was fair to point out that this money was first allowed to accrue into these accounts under the Trump administration. Yeah, well, that's and that's, and that's a point you did, you did. And there are a number of people who have had a lot to say about this the, uh, the last few days who have conveniently forgot that fact, which is why I thought it was important to remember. All right, quickly, though, that doesn't matter. It wasn't given to the Iranians. Right. It was still frozen. Right. I, if that's your if that's your biggest point, you're losing. Let's continue. Remind the world. The second thing I will say is that Iran has, of course, always funded terrorism. Uh, they have always funded malign activities in the region, and that's why we have always taken action to hold them account. But this uh, money can only be used for humanitarian purposes. Not a cent of it has been fro- has been spent at this point, and we have the ability to freeze it at any time. That is, that is not the criticism that you're I, getting. The criticism you're getting is that, that, is that, is this, allow, that this frees up money inside Iran to, that they can use for malign purposes, as, and there, as you said. And there there you go. And the other money, because that's the thing that he actually hurts his position more when he says we know that they're constantly involved in in uh, in in funding terrorism. Right. Well, your administration is the one that won't enforce the oil embargo. Exactly. The oil embargo's there. All you have to do is enforce it. And Biden won't do it. Trump did. And therefore, you saw the increase, as Brett Baer pointed out, of the billions of dollars. So they're actually stating, the administration <laughs> is stating in the State Department, we are part of funding the terrorism of yeah. Hamas yeah. that committed one of the worst terrorist acts probably in Middle Eastern history against civilians. Just amazing. It's modern, how they, modern Middle how Eastern. they don't grasp this politically, how this is not paramount 
is so far beyond me. Let me ask you this. Is it because everybody's just acting independently on their own? In his administration, you mean? In his administration. Yeah, there no, is, no. There is no. That's there funny is, you say that yeah. because I was thinking that yesterday. I thought, you know, it it's as if they're all independently scrambling. Yeah. Which is indicative of what? Zero leadership. Yeah. That they're not, they're not on because scrambling politically to get an answer out is one thing. But when you're you're seemingly untethered from leadership inside the White House, and that doesn't shock me at all if that's what's going on, then this is what you see. That it's so interesting you say that because yesterday I'm thinking, you know, they all seem like they just kind of ran out the door and there was no meeting, there was nothing. And what what I'm wondering, I almost asked this question earlier. Are they all looking around going, are you kidding me? He's doing nothing. And then they're told by chief of staff, get out there. Get in front of cameras. We can't hide. We can't run like Tlaib. Let me play this one more audio cut because this was then Jake Sullivan. And this Mm. is what got me to the, wait a minute. You've got Matt Miller of the State Department saying they've always funded terrorism. Right. Well, that means they've been using the oil money. Right. Yeah. That Biden approved over the last couple of years to do this. Right. You're admitting that you're connecting the dots from the Biden administration to Iran, to Hamas, to the terrorist attack. Yeah. You're actually doing it. And this is sort of the question the reporter was asking to Jake Sullivan because he lays out all the ways that Iran is complicit. And and then here's what the reporter says after Jake Sullivan did that. You just laid out all of the ways that Iran is complicit in this and facilitated it over years of support for Hamas. Is that reason enough to freeze, refreeze the $6 billion that the U.S. helped unlock for them to get in exchange for the prisoners? We have not yet see, had a dollar of that $6 billion spent, <laughs> and I will leave it at that. But will you refreeze it based on this activity that you've just laid out, all of the ways that they are complicit in this? You, the administration said that if we see them going in the wrong direction, that we would stop that down. I understand the position that you guys have, that not a dollar of this has been spent. But will you prevent it from getting into their hands to allow them to you know, do, do what they do that you just laid out? Let me just reiterate what I said, because it's unequivocal. Not a dollar of that money. Okay, been- it's the same. It's the same answer again. Yeah, right. That's not what that's not what she's she's not asking that question. But the right question to ask today, if we can help out the White House press corps <laughs> and the State Department, the yeah. question to ask is, you've admitted that Iran funds Hamas and has been funding Hamas and is complicit in any terrorist act that happens in Israel. Are you admitting then that the administration not enforcing the oil embargo has helped fund the Hamas terrorist attack that killed over a thousand Israelis, the most brutal type of murders possible, decapitating babies, and got Americans killed. Are you admitting by stating this with what your policy was that you've been funding terrorism? Somebody needs to ask that question. Right. 86690 Red Eye. 
Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Hurley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Well, I guess uh, this morning the Republicans and the conference is supposed to take their first vote. Yeah, so we'll see, I guess, if there's any indication. Uh, for, speaker, to, for Speaker. Right, for Speaker. Yeah, for Speaker of the House. Speaker, right, the uh, and we'll see, you know, where it goes from there. Uh, McCarthy apparently told the conference, look, don't nominate me. Don't. I'm out of it. Don't don't bring me up. And, you know, um, Matt Gates, as we played the audio earlier, you can go back and listen to the podcast here in a bit. Um, but he sounds a little more subdued. It looks like I don't know what's going to happen, but the tone is definitely different. And so my question would be, uh, is that over? Is that behind them? It certainly needs to be. I've got great concerns about spending. I think most people do, but it doesn't change the makeup of the GOP in the House. They need to get everything together, get their stuff in a group today, and uh, or as soon as possible, have a speaker in place and move forward. Because everything with Israel, they're going to need, Israel's going to need all of our support, and it goes far beyond moral support, and the House controls the purse strings there. And there has to be clear leadership there, because the left, especially the radicals, that are Democrats in the House, again, are being carved out and separated from the rest of the group. And I think you're going to have a number of Democrats that are going to come together. And ultimately, whatever we have to do to support Israel, I think you're going to start seeing that shape up. And the House has to be in line. They, they have to be prepared for whatever Israel needs going forward. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen. <laughs> 